Hello. Welcome to Between Seven Mountains. Today's Bergen-based guest is Schuch, the majorly successful Norwegian DJ who has remixed huge hits for artists such as Ed Sheeran and Pitbull, as well as producing original songs such as Let Me Love You and What I Do, which have together amassed over 120 million streams worldwide. This has accelerated his popularity to being one of Norway's most in-demand DJs. His interest in DJing began very early, with his father working as a traveling DJ during his upbringing in the 90s, and has provided a strong influence on his musical life. Later inspired by the DJs playing at his local pub when working as a doorman, the idea of trying it out for himself struck him in 2009, and he has since kept his creative output at a maximum, with the latest being his remix of Tommy Sario's Just a Little. So, here to speak with us about his story, please welcome Schuch. It's a great pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much. Thank How you. are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Are you surviving COVID-19? Yeah, I'm hanging on. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 I mean, me myself, I've spent a lot of more time than ever inside. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same with me. Uh, a lot more time at home as well. Like I moved my studio from from my you know my usual usual studio to um, to my home. So yeah. I had my studio at home for a while, but now now I'm finally back in the, my old studio again. And there. I mean, I know you, and, and I mean, you're a really social person. And um, being that much home during these times, is, is, that, is that something that gives you inspiration, creativity, no. or does it no. demotivate yeah, you? Yeah, it's, it's a bit depressive, uh, like, uh, to be sitting at home and we're working with, you know, I'm, I'm not working with vocalists and songwriters right now, so I'm basically sitting and making instrumentals. And I've had some sessions that, you know, I have, uh, you know, on Zoom with uh, vocalists or songwriters to try to make something over, on, like, online. But it doesn't work that way. Like, it's, you, don't, you don't get the feeling. No. no. So when you're sitting there and you're trying to listen to some a cappella from a vocalist that are sitting in, you know, in Oslo yeah. or in, uh, yeah, in Copenhagen, for, for instance, um, yeah, you don't get the vibe that you're getting when you're in the same studio. No, because I think before COVID-19, people were a bit excited about video conferencing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was kind of like a bit cool. Yeah. But no, I think everybody's just like that, <laughs> yeah. that tired of it yeah, yeah. in every single way. Yeah. I mean, if you are going to have a, uh, a conversation like that, you lose like the human aspect. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for real. Like this week, yeah, I was supposed to be in Oslo now from Tuesday until today. Uh, no, tomorrow, working with vocalists and uh, songwriters there. And um, uh, like last weekend, we were out and had a few beers, and uh, a friend of mine uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had to take a test now on Monday, so I had to like cancel the whole trip. But uh, yeah, luckily I was... Uh, Negative. I didn't have. I didn't have it. So, <laughs> so you're safe. <laughs> yeah, but what people doesn't know here is that we are actually sitting ten meters from each other. <laughs> this is just in a virtual environment. We are totally safe, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I mean, because normally you travel quite a lot. You meet a lot of people. Um, so so I mean, the world just suddenly changed for you yeah. in every single way. Yeah, I had to cancel all my shows. Like. Indefinitely, like from from uh, middle of March until like yeah, every show I had booked was uh, yeah has been most of them has actually been postponed to next year. Like a lot yeah. of festivals, they just you know keep the same uh, lineup almost yeah. at least for me and yeah. just book me to next year. So, yeah. yeah. Well, on, but but on on the uh, on the positive note, in one way, I think that I mean this uh, strange times gives people like I mean we we are starting realize 
saying how important it is to, I mean, actually go to concerts. Yeah. I mean, listen to music. And it, meet people. You know? yeah, yeah, it's a major part of your life, which we, I mean, we have probably been a bit spoiled on that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that on a positive note, after COVID-19, I think it would be a bigger need of like going to concerts. Yeah, yeah. Listening. To, I mean, during COVID-19, it might be more streamings than yeah, ever. Yeah, people have like live concerts and that's cool, you know, but, you know, in you know, in some time you you get you get tired of you know just sitting there at home uh, by yourself, maybe having a beer and with some some guy you know play on his guitar at, yeah. from home. You know? Yeah. But um, and I also think that the artists that are going to survive this thing is the artists that actually make music themselves, because you know yeah. the, you have the main DJs that like only live of uh, being on main stage and yeah. playing playing other people's songs. Uh, I don't think they're going to survive like in the same way that we are uh, like. The, the uh, us that are sitting at home now making music, so I think it's going to come out, uh, a lot of good music out of this because yeah. uh, you know all of the big artists that are usually out touring the whole summer have now been sitting home and making music. So I think we're going to see a lot of good music like this autumn and maybe winter so next summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, as soon as this just calms down, the world goes back in track. Uh, maybe uh, the the bad hard times will actually give us some more. Magic. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, if you look at all artists uh, for, from, from day one, I mean, uh, some, some of them made the best stuff in the dark in mo darkest mo uh, moments. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But uh, let's go back in time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we know you and uh, we are big fans. Uh, and truly, yeah, same, tru same, truly, same. truly <laughs> happy that you managed to come in here today. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, I just wonder, like, how did this all start? Like the whole career or the production kind of it? Or? I would say like, uh, what they get you into music? I mean, I know that you, you your dad was a DJ. Yeah, he was a DJ. Yeah, he owned uh, like he was he owned a couple of clubs back at, back home when I was younger, and uh, so he was away like he was away most of the weekends playing as a DJ. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, I still remember like some of the some of the weekends when he when he had like big artists. I remember he had a club in Camp. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah wow. they wow. were playing at one of his clubs and and. Um, uh, I joined him and um, I, I met them at the airport and I got this CD which they all signed. And uh, the funny thing is that now, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, I was in Tunsberg mm. and they were playing. And I, I just brought that CD and, no uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went backstage and I, I met them because uh, I, I think I was playing maybe the same night before them or the day before or something. And I showed them the scene. I'm like, hey, do you remember this little kid, this 12-year-old kid, like, in 2002 that you guys, on this little airport in yeah. Sandana? Yeah. Do you remember this guy? And they were like, yeah, was that you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Oh, so fucking cool. No yeah, yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> that's so I mean, I mean uh, I'm a big fan of them as well. I mean, es yeah. especially their live shows. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I think this was the one of the concerts they've been ha having, like, in Feuenhagen in Tunsberg. Yeah. They have, like, one each one year, I think, which is, like, they have big productions and, uh, yeah, you know, cannons, like, spraying out confetti. Yeah, they're yeah. always doing yeah, crazy yeah. stuff, crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, not I don't know a lot of people that actually can say that their dad was a DJ. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a cool concept for, for, for an album. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, my dad was a DJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's the next album. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, after, after that, uh, you know, I went to, you know, I went to school and... Um, and um, Actually, when I was 17, my, my girlfriend, which was uh, one year older, she was 18, and she was Rus that year. 
and yeah. uh, I wanted to join in and uh, join the party, but I was 17, so I couldn't come in, right? Of course. So what I did was I contacted the local pub, like, hey, can I be a DJ? Uh, and they, he knew that I was, uh, my girlfriend, she was Rustad here, so yeah. he didn't ask me for an ID. So I, I was like, hey, can I be a DJ during the, the, all the Rus events this year? And he was like, yeah, sure you can. Of course, yeah. Oh, wow. So I started DJing there, and he didn't ask me for an ID. And, you know, after that, they, you know, they just kept booking me on, like, after that, like on Saturdays. So I was playing there when I was 17 for no like half a year or something. Yeah. That, that's, that, <laughs> I mean, that's quite impressive. You, you managed to get into it quite early then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, when, I was, I, when I was 18, I, I actually celebrated my birthday at the pub. And then uh, he asked me, hey, hey, how old, how old are you today? I'm like, I'm 18. And he just started laughing. He, like, he, he's been serving beer for half a year, half a year when I was 17. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, I mean, your dad definitely inspired you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, then, then down the line, you didn't decide to, like, I mean, did you have a vision already? No, there no, no. That, that was just for fun, you know. And I, I, when I moved to Bergen to study, to be a computer engineer, uh, I I still I started I actually I started started working at the club as a, in the door actually as a secure security in the door. Yeah. That's kind of cool like uh engineer <laughs> then then suddenly going from that to Yeah, yeah but it was just like besides the studies because you know to to earn some money to you know have some money to live on uh what what better work to have like you work in the weekend so it doesn't affect the school or anything. So I was doing that and and uh, you know after school when I when I finished school uh, in the like in the week, I, I went down to the club and I went in and I tried to I tried to be a DJ, right? Right? I just when it was closed, I just put up the DJ equipment and started playing, fooling around. Mm. And then the owner he he noticed, so one Saturday he just called me and I, hey, uh, are you working tonight? And I'm like, no, uh, I've I've seen that you've been DJing, uh, you know, in, in, when it's closed. Do you want to come down and play tonight? Because the DJ hasn't shown. So that was the first gig I had, like official gig in Bergen. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and uh, a part of this program, and the reason we started it, is that we, we just like started talking about the fact that, I mean, this is a tiny little city mm. uh, in a tiny little Norway. Mm. I mean, Norway is such a small place on this planet, far up north, in the middle of Nor Norway. <laughs> Norway. Uh, uh, so so um, we, we were starting talking about that. Why is there so many amazing talents uh, in Bergen and coming out of Bergen and, and I mean uh, part of your network have mm. reached so many people mm. uh, so, so my question there is like uh, why I mean do you think there is something with the community Bergen the, the way we meet each other or the fact that it's just a tiny little city yeah I think it's, it's, a, it's a bit tiny community you know like everyone knows everyone in this and, and everyone is so supportive, you know. You have the the festival Bill Bill West, right? Yeah. And you can see like up and coming artists, and you know they discover a lot of new talents here. And they, I think, people are like really good at working with the talents that you know they discover mm. in the city. Mm. Uh, and you can see all the management. Like I, I'm signed to Made Management, yeah. uh, and I have a booking. Uh, my booking agency is um, uh, Standing Ovation. Yeah. And they are both based in Bergen, you know. And everyone is everyone knows everyone. Mm. So I think that's that's a lot of. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the guys behind uh, Mage, uh, I mean, I, I would say that they have like discovered so many talents over mm. the years. Mm. It's yeah. it's like they know how to spot the talents. Yeah. So um, and I think I, w I think I was the first DJ act they've ever signed. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think they have any just like normal producers you know signed as an artist. Mm. So. Yeah. And then and then you started like I mean. 
uh, you touched uh, the DJ career as a kid. Mm. Uh, and then you started studying and, and so on. And then suddenly you stumbled back to it in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you started producing music. Yeah, and, and the pr- production side of it was actually... I, 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 I heard Kygo, you know, on, on SoundCloud. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, I knew him from before. So, oh. yeah, I've, I've actually interviewed him. We had a little blog going on when yeah. I was uh, working as a DJ. Yeah. So I spoke to him a couple of times, and then I saw he, him posting music on SoundCloud. I thought that... Maybe I can do that too, oh, you know. Yeah. Just take some, you yeah. know, take a, like a bit chill tune that you maybe want that everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, make a, a club club version of it and yeah. play it in, in the club. So that's what I did. So I spent like one or two months, I think, to make the first song. It's it's terrible. <laughs> I think it's still out on SoundCloud. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but wow. it is terrible. It is terrible. But uh, yeah, I made that one. But I, I actually just made it to play it in the club. So a friend of mine told me that. Yeah, hey, can you put it on the SoundCloud? Because I think more people would like to hear this one. So I did. I put it on SoundCloud, and I got a million views in a month on oh, SoundCloud, it's, which it's, was it's, like insane on the first crazy. track. So, so I think that's that's the, since that happened, you know, I got more motivation to to continue making music. Yeah. So then I started studying, you know, making music, you know, music theory, and learn how to p- play the piano and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and and that's something you've done by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Besides school and work, everything. Yeah. Amazing. And. How does it feel like, I mean, when you reach that many people that uh, fast, and mm. also, I mean, I know that you have reached out to tens and tens of millions of people, and I al- also meet people around the world when I travel, mm. that either, I mean, suddenly they have played your music without knowing, mm. or if I mention I, I know you, they are like, oh, wow, can you get an <laughs> uh, autograph? Or can you, I mean, and I also have um, this, uh, I mean, a really good friend of mine in, in um, America, I mean, mm. in, uh, uh, outside San Francisco, Mm. And he's such a big fan of you. No, oh, uh, nice. uh, but he didn't discover you through me. No, he was like Bjorn. You need to listen to this artist from Bergen. And I was like, Yeah, I know that guy. But America is like I think I have like I think it's like two thirds of all my streams are coming from America. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's by far the biggest country like in all my Spotify streams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and uh, another thing, I had a conversation the other day. I mean uh, the. Uh, I have another friend called TB, uh, mm-hmm. drum and bass artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, a couple of years ago, he was actually DJing in, in a bar here in Bergen. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a friend of mine had like some international guests. I mean, from uh, I mean, in his company, mm-hmm. and they were eating a dinner and whatever. And then one of the guests was like suddenly like totally shocked, mm-hmm. and he was watching like. And uh, I mean, the, the rest of the crew, they were just sitting there eating. Yeah. And he said, you guys know that it's the biggest DJ within drama base right there. And you just are just sitting here and eating dinner. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that th- that can happen in Bergen. I mean, you can yeah. you can go out on a normal day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we might not understand it. But when, when you are DJing here... Mm. I mean, lots of millions of people know you all around the world. Yeah, they do, they do. But also the same thing when, you know, I, I remember just when Alan Walker blew up, you know, when he had uh, the, the song Faded, right? Yeah. I was playing at, I don't remember where it was, I think it was Rick's or something. 
And um, and he was out there with some friends, and you know he just came up to the stage with his USB stick, like, "Hey, you want to do some back to back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, dude." No so, way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, at that point, I think he was he was he was he was having his mask on all the time, so I don't think that much people recognize him. But he but he was like playing like half an hour back to back with me on on, on Ricks, you know? Oh wow, <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, and I, I think mean... we, did, we did the same thing at Yaku Paul on 17th of May one year. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were like, "Yeah, Alan Walker is playing," and people were like, "What the fuck?" Alan Walker? Is he here? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but 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 uh, I think we had a party as well where you were playing, and then uh, Mat- yeah, yeah, that was right, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. suddenly Matuma was playing. Yeah, yeah, I was I was playing the the Rus event, uh, the 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 Lundstra for uh, Rus yeah. in 2017, I think it was Probably. 18 or something. Yeah, and 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 I was booked to play at your place at the after party. Yeah, that's true. And, and I met Matoma at the backstage at the, this event, and I was like, "Hey, you want to join me and have another gig?" <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, yeah, sure, man." And then I remember I came to your um, to your after party, and uh, we didn't have a microphone, so we put the, we took the headphones because they can work as a microphone, you know, right? Just plug it into the microphone uh, jack, and it's like, "Hey, we now have Matoma in the building, people." I remember you, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is Matoma here? Is he playing here today?" I mean, for those who don't know Matuma, Matuma, just Google him. I mean, he's old. Also, like, uh, he have hundreds of hundreds of millions. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He's super huge. He's yeah. Super huge. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but that is... <laughs> I, I don't think that is, like, normal in, in other places in the world. I mean, in, in, in Bergen, that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is just like the Illuist guy suddenly were in, in the same party, I think. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and without us knowing, we were playing their tunes. Yeah. And at one point, uh, one of the guys from Elvis came over to me and said, like... Uh, Maybe you can turn off that tune because we have heard it enough. And that, <laughs> and that was the fox, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, um, I, I've also heard rumors that you uh, grew up with rock and roll and uh, you were touching uh, the drums quite a lot. Or yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, not touching. Touching, not touching the drums, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, I would only listen to rock, like metal and rock. That was the thing, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was like Children and Bottom and Dimmy Borgi, like even like... Really, no way. Yeah, 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 really and, that's, But, but Dimmy Borgi... Uh, Have yeah. you heard the drums? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's on a dip, different level. Yeah, it is. It but is. the cool thing, again, they are probably the biggest, like... Yeah, within it's exporting music in Norway, maybe. It's like, the biggest yeah. export of music yeah. from Norway yeah. ever. yeah. Which is uh, also a story, but how do you go from like that interest? Because that uh, I Look, mean, I think it's because of the DJing. Because you know, when I started DJing, I played a lot of different music, not just house music. You know, I tried to play some rock, and you know, I was I'm from a small town, right? Most people want to listen to you know something they can dance swing to or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I think that the since I started playing as a DJ, you know, house music is more common as a, to play as a yeah. DJ, right? Yeah. So I think I just moved into you know, enjoying yeah. house more and more because yeah. of that. So, but uh, yeah, I still, have, you know, I played drums for a couple of years and I think that helped me a lot, you know, yeah. when I'm making drum patterns in songs right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I also, you know, do, do play some live stuff, you know, I have some pads and you play yeah, live. So, so yeah. uh, we can uh, hear some of your drums. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it is MIDI triggered though, yeah. but, but it's, it's, it's a great way to, you know, add some flavor to the mix, you know, to have some more swing in the drums instead of it being static, yeah. you know, and you also have like the, how much you, like how much, how much velocity on each, um, each sample. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and a funny thing is, that, I mean, you come from the smallest place in the world. Mm, yeah. yeah uh, well, uh, which maybe, I mean, have given you like a uh, drive to reach out to the world. Mm. But, but I, I was just uh, thinking that, I mean, what is the biggest gig you have done? I mean, how many people? 
Oof. do you think? I think that was Veglista, uh, Rodos Plus in yeah. Oslo. I don't know. Uh, they said it was like 50,000 or 60,000 or something. And that's the fun fact. How many people does live in your hometown? Uh, I don't know. I think it's like 4,000, 3,000, 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> so like t- you have played for, I mean, one live event with 10 times more people yeah. than the from... Not, from yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty big. Yeah. That, the funny thing was, you know, Veglista, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that, I think that's one of the biggest... It's, it's, it's one of the biggest shows in Olof Scandinavia, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it, concerts, free concerts or something, I don't remember. But um, the funny thing is that we, we played for 50, 60,000 uh, people uh, at the Veglista. And the day before, Eminem was playing, I think, and he had like just 50. No way! <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, that, that's cool. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, Veglista has always been like a huge attraction. I mean, also yeah. a great way for artists to reach out and yeah, I mean, new artists and, and yeah. so on. Um, so, um, I, I need to stick to this because else I, uh, this, this conversation <laughs> be will for hours. go for hours. <laughs> um, so, what artists have you always wanted to color, uh, co- collaborate with? Like, is there a dream artist that you... Yeah, like one of the first, uh, you know, major electronic dance music producers that I just started to like was Deadmau5. So, it would be pretty cool to try something with him, though. Yeah. Like, do a collab with uh, someone like him. But, uh, you know, he's, he's quite a special guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, for me, uh, he's a m- mystery. And I, I think it's also probably based on the brand. I mean, yeah. uh, wh- whenever you see him on a stage, you don't see his face. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. M- by my mind, I don't... Uh, most of the artists I, I, I know, I recognize... I mean, when I think about them, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. tend to look at their face. I mean, in my... my but, but it's, you know, he has the mask, like, because of the dead mouse he found yeah. in his computer. And, um, oh, that's the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he came back from holiday or something. I don't remember what it was, but he found a dead mouse. He was cleaning <laughs> out the computer inside the cabinet, and he found a dead mouse in there. So that's why he chose the name. Oh, wow. Because before that, he was called BSOD, like Blue Screen of Death. That was, that was his name before. Okay, so, so I mean, that, that mouse actually saved him, because that's an amazing brand. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A, a great name. Yeah. And, and going back to you as a brand as well, I mean... Uh, most people would think that uh, your name, Schuch, yeah. is an artist's name, but it's actually yeah. your yeah, real name. Yeah, it is my real name. Yeah, it is. It is. But, but and most people don't believe me. Like, even Norwegians think that it's weird. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why it's such a good artist name, you know? Yeah, it's, it's I, like I, I love it. Four letters, easy to, like, but, you know, some people don't know how to pronounce it, though. No. Like, uh, I listened to this radio channel with some, some, I don't remember which song it was, but some guy was. Just said on the radio, like, uh, uh, listen to the new song from the Norwegian producer, S.J.U.R. Yeah. He, he didn't even, he didn't even want to try to, but, he didn't but, even try. He but just, that's, he I think they did that in the start with Kygo as well. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't say Kygo. No, but Kygo, you can say Kygo, yeah, but okay. Sure is really weird, like, sure. Uh, it, it's easy to say Norwegian, sure. Sure, yeah. But, but in, uh, when, I mean, I, I realize when I'm trying to speak English here, which uh, might be horrible, uh, I, I say sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Which I say sure as well. But yeah. yeah, But in Norway, it's sure, sure which is yes. uh, quite With nice and simple. Sure. And <laughs> c- could you share any um, experience uh, in your artist's career, producer career, uh, that is just like really memorable, like a big gig, a big, or a, a great meeting with someone you look up to, or. Yeah, I still remember that, uh, the first time I met Sony, uh, you know, with my f- biggest release, Let Me Love You. Yeah. Because I actually went to another label first with the song. Oh. And, and I presented the song to another label, and they, um, but they didn't like it. 
So I was like, yeah, no okay. way. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe. How, maybe. But did, how many hundreds of? I mean, it's uh, now. It, uh, now it's over 100 million views now on Spotify. And yeah. they didn't like they it. They did. They turned oh, it down. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so I actually, I just told that, nah, maybe this is not for me. You know, making music that way. So my plan was actually to just post it for free on SoundCloud. Oh wow. As I've did, done with all my songs before, right? Yeah. But uh, but then you know a friend of mine in Sony contacted me and asked me what I was doing and if I could be I think it was if I could be a DJ for another artist in mm. Sony for this one gig in in Oslo. Oh. And then I think I showed them the song on backstage before I went on and they loved it. So yeah, and here it is. Now it's now it's out. So and it's a pretty good story because if if I if I didn't if I didn't come to Oslo and show them the song it wouldn't come out and now it's my biggest song. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean that that's crazy and and. How I mean, how is the feeling of like knowing that that so many people have listened to just that one song? It's like I don't know. It's, it's I don't you know. It's, it's it's hard to think about. Like I cannot relate to it. No, no, it's, it's, like, it's way too much. And I don't think about it that much either because you know people like it. That's okay. But yeah, work on the new project. You know. But the problem is that my first song is the biggest one, right? So I have to try to I have to try to you know. <laughs> come up with something that I'm gonna mash that one. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. I mean, I think that that could, in general, be uh, a challenge for any creative people. I mm-hmm. mean, to whatever go out you on do, top and then try it, to. Yeah, I mean that. That's why, like, I mean, I think uh, sometimes an artist might uh, it be healthy to have a journey instead of like start yeah. like that. Yeah. So, for example, uh, uh, I mean, for example, Justin Bieber. Mm. I mean, if you reach to the top level where, when you're 16 or 15 yeah, or whatever, yeah. I think that that it will kind of create kill your creative creativity. Or uh, uh, me myself, I would maybe struggle. I, 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 you know, you know I, I love my social life, right? And and if you if you go out on top like he had, but when he was when he what he did when yeah. he was how much 15, 13, whatever, I don't know, uh, but. Uh, you know how how much of a social life can you have? You know, yeah. Exactly. I, I can see now when I see Kygo and the guys going in the street, they cannot go alone at all. No, you know? no, no. Uh, but but uh, the, there is one good thing about Norway, though. I mean, you can actually be quite big and walk around in Norway. Yeah, you can. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Norwegian tends to be like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna talk to that guy. No, they're gonna stand on the side and taking like you know some, some sneaky photos yeah. of you or something. <laughs> this guy, look what I. <laughs> and 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 I mean, what's I mean, what's it been? I mean, we we touched into COVID nineteen in the start here. Mm. Uh, it is it is really strange times. Mm. But do you think that I mean, will this change the industry somehow or? Will it? I mean, uh, uh, for example, just the fact that um, this uh, Neverland is that no, the the big uh, festival in uh, Neverland. Well, no, no, I think that Michael no, Jackson's. Yeah, place no, 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 not Neverland. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, Tomorrowland. Yeah. They actually launched their first like virtual. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, stuff like that would happen. So I mean, there, and you also had the Fortnite thing with um, oh, yeah. Marshmallow. That's the biggest festival in the whole, like ever, like attendance or something. They had like a million people there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it might be. I mean, that COVID nineteen 
open new doors for new, I mean, music and games. Yeah, you, can see, you can see new technology, you know, emerging from the whole thing because yeah. we, we have the need for it right now. So I think that's a good thing, but I don't think virtual festivals are the no. future, though. No, 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 no. No, no I, it's an alternative. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally not the same. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, maybe, I mean, uh, for people that, I mean... Uh, so, I mean, if if you if you're gonna go to every single festival, that's impossible. But mm. it's an option if you 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 want to go to one uh, each year, and mm. then you want to actually also enjoy some of the other ones mm. the rest of the year. Yeah. Then there is. Something. But it would be cool if they did some you know virtual things so we could follow the festivals. But they, they st most of the big ones have uh, you know a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. I've been actually sitting at home watching live streams from Tomorrowland and and Ultra Music Festival and. You know, at one point, I just suddenly hear, hear like you know some intros with the snare and kick or something, and I'm like, "Fuck, I know that pattern." And I'm like, "Oh, that's my song." Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, I'm like, "Yeah, it's my song." And I'm sitting there like looking around if if there's someone I can tell. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sitting at home alone. <laughs> oh wow. And I mean, um, final final question it will be: I mean, you have achieved quite crazy. Uh, I mean, amazing stuff in, in quite a short time. Yeah. Um, will you, I mean, is the production side of you or is the artist side of you, where, where what is, I mean, are you in between there? Mm -hmm. uh, would you always be a, a producer uh, artist or will you be a DJ? I mean, you, there, there is three different skills. Yeah, mi yeah mixed it is, here. it is, it is. Yeah, I, I try to combine all the three because, you know, that's a good thing to have as variation, yeah. you know, like being a music producer now, you know, Monday to Friday. And then I can travel around uh, in the weekends and play like festivals and yeah. gigs and stuff. And then, you know, and the artist side of it, I, I don't like to be called an artist no. because, of course, I am. But but I think I think my, myself as a music producer, you know, yeah. I'm, I make music. Uh, not big, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but it's yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm not calling myself an artist. No, because I mean, you, but but you are all the threes. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I also think is like uh, it's clever. Uh, I mean, being able to do all of those because I mean, if you only do one, and especially in, in times like this, mm. uh, then it's uh, a bit more scary just doing one of those yeah, parts. Yeah. Yeah, and you also need the you know you also need the DJ and artist part of it because I notice now when I've been sitting at home in my studio for five or six months on how long it's been, uh, I notice that you know if, if I if I if I can go out and show the music to people you know I can of, of course I can tease you I can send you some songs yeah. of course I do like every every new thing I, I send you everything I love it yeah, I love it and but the thing is that you know if if, if you don't have the the arena that where you can play it in front of people it gets a bit tired yeah like just sitting there and having a lot of good songs laying yeah. and like I cannot show them I can't show them to anyone yeah like, yeah it's like being a painter and you, but I have a new release now coming up in uh, I don't know. Soon, oh yeah, soon coming a cool, real cool song. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that yeah. one. And I think we should uh, end today's show by that. Uh, please go and check out Shur on Spotify and YouTube and whatnot. Um, I think that this guy have just started. You will hear a lot about this superstar in the future. And please. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And feel free to reach out if you have any questions and tips for the next guest. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And enjoy <laughs> life. <laughs>